0: Good afternoon, it's Thursday, April 7th. Wanted to get a market update to you ahead of tomorrow's USDA report, where they will give us their current estimates on U.S. and global carryouts. We won't get an estimate on next year's crop until May. For the moment, the trade estimates are looking for a slight drop in U.S. corn and soybean carryouts, as demand has been quite strong. No changes are expected in the wheat or cotton balance sheets. The market is looking for a continued drop in Brazilian soybean production as the USDA finally gets closer to private trade estimates, around 123 million metric tons. USDA is still at 127. It's possible we see a slight increase in the Sofrina corn crop estimate as that has gotten off to a good start. We're going to trade this report for a day or two and then get back to focusing on bigger picture things like the war in Ukraine and this dramatic loss in corn acres that the government announced on March 31st. The market is doing its best to buy those acres back and since then corn has rallied, December corn has rallied 60 cents off of the lows from that day. When the war started uh, in Ukraine, prices and volatility exploded. Since then, the market seems to have calmed down, and there's almost a bit of an optimistic feel to it. There are uh, reports of crops getting planted in the Ukraine, providing some hope. Uh, Russia has pulled out of Kiev, also providing some hope. And India and Australia and the European Union have shipped a fair amount of wheat, providing a backstop to that uh, loss in Ukrainian production or Ukrainian supplies. Even social media is showing pictures of, you know, supportive pictures of Ukraine's uh, drones taking out uh, lines of tanks and, and helicopters in the air. The problem is is that there are equally uh, awful pictures of major cities completely bombed out, destroyed, and basically flattened and that is the mo of russia it it appears they are taking the tact that if we can't have it then nobody will Uh, we want to believe that this war will be over we want to believe that ukraine will win but i'm afraid that the reality is a far different story Uh, there are a number of reports coming out that this war may last for several years realize what's at stake here is a tremendous amount of grain. The Ukraine exports about, 80, about 24 million metric tons or 880 million bushels. They export 33 million metric tons of corn or about 1.3 billion bushels of corn. And they export 19 million tons, metric tons of sun oil. All of these uh, supplies are at stake right now. And the longer this war lasts... The bigger the impact becomes on our markets. For Russia, uh, the longer the war lasts, they can expect uh, sanctions to intensify against them, severely threatening their economy and its ability to function. We've already seen crude oil production fall in Russia, about 500,000 barrels a day. And we have offset those losses with a strategic petroleum reserve of about a million barrels a day. So, so far we've been able to offset those Russian losses with draws from our inventory. But if the war lasts another six, nine months, or even a year or two, oil production is expected to fall some four to five million barrels a day. And if that total verifies, there's literally no way... There's no supplies globally available to offset the, those losses. What I'm really saying here is that I'm worried that once the optimism of this war ends, and it gives way to, um, you know, the the reality that's going to last a lot longer, that ultimately leads to despair and panic in the market. You know that that panic type activity leads to parabolic moves in grains and ultimately in crude oil. The longer the war lasts, the more likely this panic becomes a reality, is what I'm saying. For now, uh, the other headlines that will continue to keep our attention in the markets are going to be South American weather as it relates to the Safrina corn crop, U.S. weather as it relates to planting, and that will be the months of April and May, the U.S. weather as it relates to crop production, which is June, July, August. Uh, demand, we'll keep an eye on that, make sure it stays uh, intact. Export demand, feed demand, and processing demand for crush and for ethanol. The cash market sing- signals remain strong. Boards, uh, the, the Board prices are heavily inverted in corn and beans and cotton, indicating a, a very strong cash market. And basis levels continue to remain steady to strong as well. Make no mistake about it, the cash markets are still telling us we're in a bull market. From our marketing standpoint, uh, there's really no changes in our numbers, but I will reiterate them. I'm expecting old crop corn to eventually test 850, where we will finish out this year's crop marketing. Corn, our next target is 750. So let's go ahead and get orders in and place just underneath that. Somewhere between 745 and 750, somewhere in that area, let's get orders in to sell another 20% of our new crop corn. For 23, I want to sell another 10% at 650. For soybeans, my old crop target is $19. For November, it's closer to $16. We're a long ways away from those targets, so we'll be patient on placing any orders there. And then for November 23, something closer to $14, where we'll sell another 10%. Wheat, we're not selling any more wheat uh, until we get to harvest, and we'll sell the rest off the combine. And for cotton, all I can, the best I can do now are technical targets. And it, now that we've uh, gone after and attacked and cleared the 134, something we've been waiting on for a while, the next target in focus is 147 to 148 and that may take a while, but that is the next technical target. For new crop, we should be 50% sold on any physical cotton that we can sell, and we should be in the process of backing up the rest of that with puts. I will put out a special video update on on put buying and some of the strategies uh, to protect the remainder of 22 and even 23, so you're not gonna wanna miss that video that comes out this weekend. Those are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Have a great day.